Assalamu alaikum. Surah Tutin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah, He begins the surah by taking three oaths. Wattini, Wazzaytun, Waturisinin. We discussed already, just to recap, the function of oaths in the Arabic language. That the Arabs, that they would swear or take an oath by something to give it importance. Firstly, if um, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath, He takes an oath by one of His created beings, something He owns and He's created. Secondly, he takes the oath in order for us to understand how magnificent and to, to draw attention to this ayah or this creation that Allah has created. Um, to draw attention to it. And thirdly, because there is some link between the oath he's taking and what he's about to say. Because the oath he's taking um, is the point of an oath in the Arabic language is to emphasize and prove that something is true. Like you would say, Wallahi, I bought that car. You wanted to prove to your friend that really, I really did buy that car, to prove a statement of fact. So the oath Allah takes on whatever, whether it's the sun, the moon, the stars, whatever Allah chooses to take an oath on, it's used to point or it has a link, some kind of a link to what the message Allah is, is sending across. So in this case, Allah takes three oaths. Wattini was zaytun. By the fig, which is a fruit, by the olive, Waturi Sinin and the Mount of Sinin, the mountain of Sinin, or what's known in English as Mount Sinai. Um, the fig and the olive. Wattini was Zaytun. The scholars mentioned that this is referring to where the fig and olive trees grow, which is usually in a region called the Levant. Now, Asham or the, Le the Levant is um, a region that's no longer existing today because it's been bordered off into various different countries including Syria, Lebanon, Palestine, etc. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to that region where lots of fig trees and olive trees grow. The second ayah, Allah says, Waturi Sinin, the Mount Sinai. He takes an oath and he swears by the Mount Sinai, which is the place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the 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 Torah to Musa It's the place where Allah revealed a revelation, the scripture to Musa And the third oath Allah takes is And I swear by this safe city, which is referring to Mecca. And in this case, Allah didn't say by the fig, by the fig, by the olive, and uh, and by the, by, by the city of Mecca or by the safe city. He says this safe city, um, which is grammatically, he, he refers to it, he points to it, he says this safe city in order to give it importance because this city of Mecca is where the Quran is descending. He also describes Mecca as safe because Ibrahim السلام, the Prophet Ibrahim makes a supplication, a dua, very many years ago. Baladan Aminan. Oh Allah, make this a safe city. And Mecca indeed was quite a safe city and it, it was given very high importance even before Islam. So these are the three oaths Allah takes. And these three oaths are the, the places where Allah sent the majority of His Prophets. So Wattini was Zaytun, the, the Levant region, with Assyria, Palestine, uh, Lebanon, that area, that is where Allah sent Isa alayhi salam. Waturi Sinin, the Mount Sinai, is referring to Musa And Wahadal Balad al Amin, this safe city, is referring to Mecca, the place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent Muhammad. And these three oaths 
Allah takes them to, and draws attention to these locations where Allah has sent these prophets and honored these lands by sending messengers and prophets to them. He draws attention to these, these things, these areas, in order to make an important point, which you will see in the next ayah. Then, in the next few ayahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions um, a huge favor that He did to the entire human race. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ ثُمَّ رَدَدَنَاهُ أَسْفَلَ سَافِلِينَ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَلَهُمْ أَجْرٌ غَيْرُ مَمْنُونَ Allah says that indeed we have created the human being in the most perfect taqweem, the, 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 most, the most perfect form of creation. What this means is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all human beings with a natural inclination and an instinct to believe in Allah, to believe in a creator, to believe in a God, and to believe in Islam. Um, and that is, we believe as Muslims that it's the, it's the religion, Islam is the religion that is most instinctively true to, to, most, to, to all people on earth from the way Allah created them. However, as they grow up, their families, their environments, um, they change them and change this original pure nature. So Allah creates human beings pure. As our Prophet says, that every baby or every child is born on a fitrah, on an instinct, that they are attached to Islam and they know Allah. Their parents are the ones that make them Jews or Christians or, or Magians. So Allah creates us in this perfect form uh, religiously and spiritually. However, then Allah says, then after Allah gave you the favor of being perfectly created internally, if someone then disbelieves and dies a disbeliever, Allah will then, Allah says, He then reduces them or He sends them back to the lowest of the low, which is a description of hellfire. Except for those who believe and do righteous deeds. It is they who will have this, this unyielding reward. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, once He had initially in the first three ayahs of the surah taken an oath on the areas in which certain prophets were sent, Allah uses those oaths, or the, He swears on those things in order to place emphasis on this point, which is that He's created every human being with this, with this perfect and natural inclination towards Him. And what's the link between the oath and the conclusion? The oath and the statement. The, the link between them, one of the possible links between them, is that these areas in which the prophets were sent, they were sent to people who were not born bad. They were born with the correct belief. They were born with the correct um, human instinct. But then this was changed over time because environments get corrupted, cultures get corrupted, people get corrupted over time. And so the prophets were sent only to restore that first purity, that fitra, that natural instinct um, that every human being feels, especially those who accept Islam or return to Islam after a long time of of practicing perhaps uh, another religion or not being religious, they understand what it means to feel human, to feel normal, to feel like this religion co conforms with their instinct and their human nature. The last two ayahs of the surah finally pose a question to the, to the non-Muslim or the person who is rejecting this message of Islam. Allah asks them, فَمَا يُكَذِّبُكَ بَعْدُ بِالدِّينَ After all of this that I've told you, 
after I've told you about the places where the prophets and messengers have come, and I've told you that human beings were created with this initial instinct, this fitrah, this connection to Allah, and that if they don't maintain that connection, if they fall away from it, then they will be thrown into the depths, the lowest of the low. After this, what makes you deny this deen? What makes you deny Islam? Is Allah not the most uh, decisive and wise of al-hakimin, of the rulers, or of those who, who make decisions, or those, those who are decisive? And that is just a rough translation. Your Quran translation, or the, the translation in the tafsir, will be more accurate. Um, Ad-Din in this, in this ayah is also referring to the Day of Judgment. That after all of this, this proof that I've given you, what makes you deny the fact that Allah will bring you back to life and question you for what you've done? Because if Allah was able to create you from nothing, Allah is able to recreate you from nothing even after you've died. So Allah talks here to the non-Muslim who disbelieves in the Day of Judgment and He says to him, isn't there ample proof now from this surah um, and from the verses I've, I've mentioned that of course you're going to be resurrected on the Day of Judgment. And then Allah follows that up by saying, Is Allah not the most just and the most decisive of the judges? Um, and that is to put fear into the hearts of those who think that their deeds will never be seen on the Day of Judgment. Their small white lies, a little bit of injustice here and there, a few salawat that were missed, um, they disbelief that they will never be taken to account. So Allah reminds them with this fiery and this fear, fearful reminder that yes, you will be taken to account and you will be taken to account by the one who is the most decisive and the most just of all those who, who, who judge upon matters. And Allah will judge every single deed that we do on the Day of Judgment. Here are some points to think about at the end of Surah Tutin. The first point is, um, we should reflect on and think about how it is that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala sent so many Prophets to so many different locations. But that these Prophets are linked and that they have a connection between each other. Um, the one message of Islam which is to worship one God and none, others, none other than Him. The second point of ref reflection is for us to really think about how Allah created us and how He didn't disadvantage us. In Christianity, there's the idea of original sin, that human beings are born sinful because of the sin of Adam But in Islam, we believe that people are born with a, a nature by naturally they know Allah and they know the truth. So, you know, we were all born pure. What happened in our life to make us who we are today? What affected us? You know, what, has in, what, what affected us to instill in us the habits that we have, the bad habits that we have, the, the, maybe the bad morals that we have, anything negative in our personality, where has it come from? It's important to trace and to think about that. And how can I restore myself back to its original state? How can I go back to the fitrah, go back to the original state of man? Um, and, and the third thing to think about is to motivate yourself and to think about the rewards of Allah. That Allah promises that He's created human being in the, in the perfect state. And those who disbelieve, they get thrown to the lowest of the low. Except those who believe and do righteous deed, Allah will give them a, an unyielding reward. And specifically, Allah says, Ajrun ghayru mamnoon, a reward which Allah will not ask you about or remind you about or, or you know, tell you, look, didn't I give you this reward and that reward? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will just provide it for us and, and let us enjoy the reward in the afterlife. So to motivate ourselves in the afterlife and also to realize that um, a human being is like anything else. A human being can be amazing and can be really bad. A human being can have really positive qualities and really negative qualities. 
Um, the potential of the human being is to be Ahsana Taqweem. You can be the best of the best, the most perfect human being, the most beautiful personality. You can also be as Falasafileen, um, the most horrible person. We have human beings that have committed genocides, killed millions of people. We also have human beings that have saved the lives of many people. In the end of the day, Allah has given us free will. You make and you decide what kind of a person you will be. But Allah has still, He has not disadvantaged us. Number one, He has given us what's known as the fitrah. He's given us a moral compass, a, a, an, an insight into what we feel is right and what we feel is wrong. And when that gets corrupted, Allah has given us a divine compass in the Quran that tells us what's right and wrong in black and white. So that when our fitrah changes, when our moral compass changes, you know, today we think something's right, a hundred years ago we thought it was wrong, you know, human beings in general. So the Quran is something that does not change, it's in black and white. And whenever our fitrah, our, our humanity is, is corrupted, we should go back to the Quran and present it and compare. And say, hold on a second, that belief that I have isn't right, that thing that I think is wrong, is, is, that's not really right. And go back and restore in ourselves the, from the wahi, from the pure revelation that Allah sends down. So to think about that, to think about your fitrah, your nature, and think about this Quran that restores your nature back to its original glory and back to its original perfection. Here are some reflections and the rest is for you to think about and to pen down and to jot down. Wassalamu alaikum.